Welcome back to the podcast. It's the host with the most. I mean, man, 12 Kyle. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, man, we got a special co-host tonight. Uh, joining me, man, is a guy who really needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. He he is like the, he, he is, I mean, like, he, he's Mr. Internet. I mean, he he's my man. I mean, That's we right. go way back. We go back like, uh, you know, Batman or Robin. We go back like fat crayons and car seats. <laughs> we go back like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, he's the guy who did not make the left turn in Albuquerque. I did not. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. E. Eclectic. E, what up, baby? Yo, E. Eclectic, a.k.a. A whole bunch of shit. What's up? <laughs> What's good, Back man? I'm, I'm, I'm on the show. What's up? That's right. That's right. Back on the podcast once again. Now, if if anybody listening, if you follow me, you follow E, you know how we do. We 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 go at it. We rarely agree. We're both hip, big hip-hop heads. We rarely agree. But I got a feeling we're going to be do, doing a lot of agreeing today, man, on the podcast today. We're talking about Red Man, the 20-year anniversary of the LP Muddy Waters. Man, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years, man. This album dropped December 10th, 1996. So, I, man, I'll start right there with you, E, man. When were you, do you remember when you were first exposed to Red Man? I do, I do, I do. It was, um, first it was the EPMD. It was the EPMD joint, hardcore. But even before then, he was the DJ for EPMD on Arsenio. Okay. Even, it might not, it was either EPMD or that's a fact. But Redman was the DJ. So before then, I saw that and then um, some bugged out things. He had the remix to Tonight's the Night. Which started off being one of the most incredible uh, bars. Who want to have a fucking orgy? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Nobody else started a song that way. Um, but it was on a mixtape. It was on a mixtape, and I cropped, I copped that, and that that shit was so dope. <laughs> Who want to have a fucking orgy? Reggie <laughs> Noble. Yeah, so so that's when that's the first time I heard dude. I ain't even know who he was, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Who's I heard?" As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Dude's dope." <laughs> yeah, man, I, I remember. Um, for me, I when I thought about it, like when I thought about this question, I'm like, "Yo, when when did I first hear?" And I, I think I heard him on a remix, and if I was in a party. But you know how like it's and I was in college at the time. And you know how it is when you're in college. You you hear music. And then you go back and you're like, yo, yo, who is that? But I mean, at the time, I was holding up the wall, you know, me laying in the cut like iodine. <laughs> you know, I wasn't really. <laughs> so I was just chilling and I heard him on a remix or something like that. And I was like, yo, who is this dude? But I, I really, you know, it, you had a party. So it's not like the DJ going to be like, yo, that was, you know, that was such and such a red man on the hook or whatever, whatever. So I didn't hear anything again from him, or at least what I can remember was until I heard the first um, the first joint uh, coming off his first album what the album uh, was the name of the album and the, I think it was the first release single was uh, Time for Some Action um, and it had the uh, 
what was that? That was the uh, the Gap Band sample in it on the hook. So um, so yeah, I was so I went out <clears throat> exactly. So like when I heard that, I was like, yo, it's like yo, this. Dude. And then I saw the video. So I heard the song first, and I saw the video, and then the thing that really got me with Red Man was. And again, this is 95, this is 96, 90, no, I think that was, no, no, his first album came, when his first album came out, that was before 95, so. Yeah, that was 92. Okay, exactly, so when I heard him for the first time, you know, this is pre-internet, so it's like, I didn't know who he was, but then when I saw he was linked up with E from EPMD, I was like, yeah, and that was, you know. That's kind of like how things were back in hip hop, where you would, you know, if you could associate an MC with another crew or another MC, they, you know, and then if they were, you know, solid in your eyes or, or they were yeah. dope in your eyes, and you figure, okay, well, hey, if he rocks yeah. with EPMD, he gotta be dope. So that's yeah, the only way mind. we give somebody a chance if if they was down with somebody we already knew exactly so it was like oh you done with them all right so you might be dope (laughs) exactly otherwise i was like man get out of here man we don't know who you are (laughs) exactly because you figure like yo you can't be if if you rocking with epmd you gotta be dope like they just wasn't gonna put nobody on that was whack so um, so yeah so that was like my first uh my first time that i was actually exposed to him um yeah. do you it went um go ahead, hold go ahead. on it went it went strictly business unfinished business and then it went to um unfinished business no business as usual business as usual right right and then after that unfinished business and then you had hardcore mm-hmm. and then red man just came out of nowhere and he was oh, like incredible and, and I remember hearing him for the first time and then obviously he, he went on to do bigger and better things obviously the first album uh, what the album then um, there's a dark side and then muddy waters um so do you remember where you were the first time that you heard muddy waters like again it's December 10th 1996 I was just, I was in college man okay and I was looking forward to that album because I was a big Redman fan. Mm-hmm. And so so when that joint dropped, I mean, even before it dropped, you heard it was gonna drop, and I was like, yeah, I need to hear that. See, this is this is before when people would drop and you was looking forward to it instead of oh they they joint they joint <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. So I remember going to the record store looking for it. And um, I wanted it, but they didn't have it. It didn't drop out, so somebody had to bootleg. This is the only LP that I copped the bootleg. Okay. Listen to it and purchase the real joint. Like I have to give him some money for this. Right. So so. <laughs> When it dropped, I listened to it immediately. No doubt, no doubt, and and, and that makes sense because that's usually that's how it was. <laughs> Only difference is sometimes people would get the bootleg and they never go buy the album. But you almost felt, you know, especially back then, man, you felt compelled to drop that ten dollars on the album. Um, I remember for me, this was this album dropped like 
four days before I was scheduled to graduate from, from college. So it was funny because, because like, yo, like, here I am. I remember sitting in the dorm and I was sitting in my man's room in the dorm and we were talking about like what we were going to be doing after graduation or whatever like that. And we knew that the red man was coming out. And and I remember telling him, I was like, yo, man, I can't wait for that red man. Because like we were having a serious conversation about school and, you know, we, we, were, we were just days from graduating from college and talking about our dreams or whatever like that. And I just busted in the conversation. I was like, yo, man, I can't wait for that red man to come out. And he just looked at me like, really? <laughs> like, like, yo, we talking about our future. You talking about Red Man? But I was really amped up to get it, man. So, like, I remember the day that it came out, man. Drove to the local record store. And um, I actually I actually paid for the CD. Um, I did also get four other CDs for free. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, so it was, it was cool, man. I remember... Um, going back to my apartment or whatever and I remember sitting down and wanting to listen to it because like I have this thing like especially when there's music that I really really want to listen to like I don't want to be bothered and I remember my girl came in and she was just like well, my girl she's my wife <laughs> but um she came in and she was she was talking to me about something. I was like, "Yo, man, just leave me alone." Like, I, I really want to just sit and hear this album. So I was mad because like we ended up going out, so I couldn't finish listening to the album that particular day. And like I, I got it, you know, the next day. And my man called me. He's like, "Yo, man, you're the red man." Yeah. He's like, "Man, I'm listening to it now. It's banging." And I, and I couldn't even talk to him because I was like, "Yo, I haven't heard it yet." He was like, "Man, I thought you was going to buy it." I was like, "I bought it, man," but I had to leave and I ain't even finished listening to it. So. I finished listening to it, man, and, and I was just blown away by what I heard, man. I, I immediately fell in love with this album, man. I, I thought it was a, a dope, dope process. Um, as far as the production, man, we know that you know Eric Eric Sermon did most of the production. He didn't do all of the production, but he did he did most of the the, the production on it along with Rock Wilder. Uh, of course, Redman did a lot of production himself on here. I'm looking at the track list, and um, Proz did a song. Um, what, what did you think about the production of the overall production of the album? Yeah, the thing about the production was it was so different from There's the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Like, if you listen to There's the Dark Side, it was dark, it was dope, it was, but it was grunt. Like, that's gritty and muddy. Mm-hmm. It was gruddy. <laughs> gruddy. Um, <laughs> you know, it was great. I'm like, like the, the, it was so different from that. The, the the rhyming was different, but still dope. Like he still had his style, but it was dope. And um, the, but like the production was a lot of muddy bass lines and, and and stuff like that. But there's the dark side was a little bit more. I don't want to say hip hop, but it was hip hop ish. Right. It was like um, it it was the, it was it was like um, from I don't know uh, Friday the Thirteenth or, or or okay Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. to Scream. Gotcha. It was still a horror movie, but it was just lighthearted. It was it was dope. So so once um. So we was listening to it. We was getting going into it like I was gonna be there as the dark side, mm-hmm. which was totally different from what is an album. Exactly, exactly. And so we was like, all right. So this is gonna be like, um, we was this is gonna be like 
there's a dark side. And so when we got it, it was like, wow. This year, it was crazy. It was nothing like that, and he was, and he was still spinning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was, it was completely different, but still dope. Oh no, no doubt, no doubt. I agree a hundred percent, man. I think um, the thing that really impressed me, man, like you said, the bass lines, um, and and that was, I think, really a part of the, for one, well, one of the many things that appealed to me as far as Redman is concerned is that you listen to what the album, then you listen to There's a Dark Side, then you listen to. Uh, Muddy Waters and of the three projects none of it sounds the same you know he, he I mean he's spitting on all three don't get me wrong but like you said there's a dark side might have been a little bit more hip hopish you know but it was it was a darker a darker album but this album right here man I mean like from the start from go like he was just rhyming his ass off um, and then the production I thought was just incredible man I mean Eric Sermon and Redman are a perfect fit. I mean, like they they to me they they are one of the few you know MC slash duos uh, producer duos that I, I I don't think can do any wrong. Because I mean, if you think about it, Redman's never and we talked about this before. Like Redman's never dropped. He never came whack. I mean, like you can't find a whack Redman album. You can't find whack Redman tracks. I mean, like and he's underrated but appreciated. But he's not, you know, commercially, he's never had the success that, you know, maybe some of the other people in that came up in his same era did. But, but you know, for Redman, that's cool for him. Like, he doesn't, it doesn't bother him that he doesn't, you know, he's not, you know, multi-platinum or whatever. He's, you know, he's platinum in the streets, <laughs> you know, so it don't matter to him. But um, I thought the production was incredible, man. I thought, I mean, looking at the, um, looking at the track listing here, I mean, like, they had one, two, three, four... One, two, three, four, five skits. They have five skits on this, and five skits and a couple of interludes. But the album is still sixty-seven minutes long, so it's just a little bit over an hour. I mean, you can't beat that at all because a lot of times, if you and there's twenty-three tracks on the album, a total of twenty-three tracks, interludes, and skits. And if you look at that, if like if you were in the store, you're in a record store, you look at the album, you're like, okay. 23 tracks oh man do i really want to sit through 20 but it's an hour and seven minutes and it doesn't feel like it's that long it's almost like when the album ends you know you're like damn it's over (laughs) you know but i I thought it was i thought the production was incredible man i think always good to hear uh reggie noble and eric sermon together man um so let's go into the, the the some of your favorites man what are some of your favorite tracks on this album Favorite tracks? Yeah, some of your favorite tracks. Well, real easy. You got um, one hundred percent the joint with K Solo. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. It's that like is that. my my big brother. One hundred percent favorite track on the joint. My brother. Mm-hmm. Like. When that joint dropped, I was like, wow. He back with K-Solo. Right. You know, I'm thinking Head Squad, Death Squad, the whole joint. So, when that joint dropped, um, you had Smoke Buddha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Smoke Buddha. And Case Close. Yes. Give me three. So, 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 so. 
it's like that. Smoke Buddha, case closed. What you got? Um, it's 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 crazy because I I I put it like this: there's, there's not any tracks that I don't like. Um, favorite track probably yes yes y'all. Okay, uh, love that joint, man. <laughs> love yes yes y'all. Um, oh man, what else? Uh, it's like that, my big brother. Like you mentioned, yo, Solo. love I that mean, joint. On top of that, the fact that K Solo came back because look, until that song. One or two things happen. Mm-hmm. One, you ain't care about Queso. Yeah. <laughs> or you forgot. <laughs> or two, or two, you was like, damn, what happened to K-Solo? Mm-hmm. So, when that joint dropped, it was like, uh, keep keep it on. We was like, I mean, I was, I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting at the, I was sitting in a dorm. Mm-hmm. And that joint, listen, um, everyone that's listening, videos used to be a thing. Yes, yes. Like, you would literally change what you needed to do that day to watch videos. Mm-hmm. It was that serious. Like, you needed to see the video, and especially you needed to see the video before your friend saw the video. Right, so you, you can needed brag about to it. <laughs> You needed to see the video. So, I remember sitting in the dorm, and it was just like, mm, keep, keep it on. Keep, keep it on. And I'm looking, and Red Man was just rhyming, and then K-Solo came out. I was like, yo! This K-Solo! Like, like, literally, 100%, you haven't heard him since Headbanger. Right. Right, 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 right. So you like my afro grows to three hundred sixty degrees, and this makes me the light skin rich around tree. Like yo, stop it! You like stop? <laughs> hey man, that song to this day, to the to the recording of this podcast before podcast existed, is one of the, my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, man, that's all good. This so makes hard. me the light skin Richard Roundtree. Roundtree. I'm very egregious and gregarious. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that <laughs> joint, man. Your it, it... dictionary finds words that we flip on the M I K E mic, and you'll be like, it sounds hype. <laughs> oh, shit. I was sitting there like, these niggas is back. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So. 100% that is my favorite song of the entire album yeah man and, and what, what people don't understand too man at the time that this that, that, and this was again it's 1996 like this for for people like me and E who especially when we were in college at the time like this hit home cause this like you said this was hit squad death squad like the crew was back and it was you know back to cats rhyming again and I mean, we don't need to tell y'all what happened in 1996. I mean, a lot of stuff happened in 1996 as far as hip hop was concerned. And to be honest, there was a turn um, in hip hop. I mean, obviously, you had the, the, the quote unquote East Coast, West Coast beef. Um, and then some of the albums that dropped in 1996, just to name a few. You had All Eyes on Me. You had Ill, not Ill, man. Uh, you had It Was Written. You had uh, The Score. You had yeah. Reasonable Doubt, Stakes is High, uh, E's favorite, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. 
Yeah, 100% my favorite. The greatest album they ever made. Uh, you had you had Iron Man, just to name a few, man. So, um, you know, so it, it was a lot of stuff on the backdrop. And again, this album dropped in the fourth quarter in December. So it was good to, with all of the music and everything in hip hop that we had consumed. And keep in mind that Tupac had died in night in, in, in September of 1996. There's um, no care. I mean, look, look. I'll tell you, man. I, I apologize. Listen, there's a lot of Tupac fans listening to this podcast. We love Tupac. You know, he clowns around when he hangs around with the underground. Underground, right, right. Listen, and, and when his homies call, and 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 and, and the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and what what you should be. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, he died. Cool. This guy, man, you worse than Rashad. Um, so, so any I, I I already mentioned. I said there's not any tracks that I did. It, what any tracks that you didn't like, or any ones that like, if you're listening to, you'll skip over anything like that. I mean, on 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 muddy waters, I wasn't crazy about um what was it? It was a joint on there. Damn. It wasn't do what you feel. Never follow. Yeah, do what you feel. That was with meth. It was another song on there. Rock the spot. Okay. I, at first, I didn't, I didn't care for rock the spot, but eventually, I was like, huh, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. When, when, when Muddy Waters came out. It went under the wall, under the um, radar. So, so I remember on 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 at school, it came out, but nobody was clamoring for it. Right, right, right. Nobody right. was like, "Yo, we got to get the red man." People was just like, "Oh, the red man." Mm-hmm. So, so I was on the other hand, like, "Yo, I need this red man," and so I copped it, and I was listening to it. I was like, "Yo." This shit is incredible. Yeah. This this might when it when it came out, I was like, this might be his best album. Right. And you know what's <laughs> funny, man? Because like it was one of those things like where the album, it's almost like like you see somebody do a dunk or something like that, and you're not really sure what you saw. And right. you're like, oh shit. I see what he did just now, like afterwards. And, and I think that's how the Red Man, like the album dropped in December. And I think like at least for for, for me around around the way. It just seemed like right, maybe well, February, March. Get, get get on to catch up on to right, it, right? Because yeah, he dropped. He dropped, the first single was as the was the aforementioned. Um, it's like that. My big brother with K Solo. Then um, whatever man, and, whatever man. Before was, before you even continue on, that was for hip hop fans. Exactly. That was for listen. You love hip hop. You know the hit squad. You you know the bullshit that happened with the hit squad and EPMD broke up and now da, 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 da. check it out. Me and <laughs> me and K Solo still cool and then my afro blows at 360 degrees and this makes me the light skin Richard Roundtree it was like yo stop it. Right. Hey, uh, I mean and on top of that it was a soul. The beat was so simple. It was just uh, keep mm. keeping on, mm. red mm. M, uh, keep keeping on, 
K Solo, yo, keep keep it on. And it was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I saw that video, I was like, they back. Yeah, yo, man. they even got beef. They back. <laughs> because when EPMD broke up, you thought, well, I did. I'm not I'm not gonna put words in my man's mouth. But you thought everybody had beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you saw Red Man and K Solo, you're like, oh shit. They cool. Hey man. When when that joint dropped, that's one of my favorite songs ever. No doubt. No doubt. And, and I, I, I agree hundred percent, man. I think like and again, folks listening, you know, this is pre-internet, so we didn't know. So when you, I mean, if, if you figured that people had beef, you just figured that they really were. And, and again, at this point in time, EPMD had broken up. We were all, you know, all destroyed because, because we had never yeah, seen. Yeah, it was in a bad place, <laughs> We had never seen hip-hop groups break up like that. I mean, you and even if And even if we did, we didn't care as much. Right, so right. like. Ron wasn't talking to DMC. We'd be like, oh, you know, he must have said something. If uh, Cool Rock Ski wasn't talking to Prince Marky D, we'd be like, oh, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. But when E wasn't talking to PMD, yeah. we was like, yo, what happened? Yeah. No. And we had that no idea. Fucking, that cannot happen. And we had, and, uh, we had no, and, and like I said, pre-internet, so we had no idea. There was no TMZ. There was nobody to tell us what the, what the real scoop was behind the behind the scenes or anything like that. Like we found out, you know, I guess months later, years later, or whatever like that. But but, that, but on, on in our defense, it was even better because no question. We sitting on the couch. If you sitting in the dorm. You send them to your girl's house and the video come on, you're like, what what they 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 cool? Right. This is the greatest shit ever. Listen, listen, I saw the um EPMD ensemble. Yeah, me too. Not too long ago. And everyone that's listening to this podcast know EPMD was together, they changed some shit. And then they, they they broke up and then they came back. Mm-hmm. But when they got back together, they did You Got to Chill, a new version of You Got to Chill. Yep. And it was on a mixtape. And I remember to this day going to listen, when you went to go get a mixtape, you would look at the track list and be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so they on that. All right. So they. All right. All right. So DJ Clue is on that, and Jada Kiss is on that, and Noriega is on that, and we we don't know the names of the songs, but we. Just, <laughs> okay. That's exactly how it went down too. And I remember to this day, it said EPMD. I'm like, mm, no. And it said you got to chill ninety. I want to say 95. I don't know for 100% fact to show you how much I um, prepare for this podcast. But <laughs> they say, you got to chill. And I was like, no. Right. I grabbed, I, popped, I bought the tape on that. Just on the auntie. On the strength of it, right. It could have said, my grandmother battling my auntie <laughs> for the rest of the tape. And I still would have bought it. 
I got into the car, fast forwarded towards everything that was fucking said that was on there, and the PMD was on there. There you go. That's how dope they were. Listen, people, listen, I know you, I know you open up the, the podcast to listen to what you want to listen to. But please know, BPMD, Death Squad. Yes. Death Squad. Yes. Was the greatest shit since the Jewish Hope. Period. Point blank. No. They they was going to give them their, a whole record label. Long before people were getting record labels. <laughs> what if you ever turn on the headbanger video? That is when they broke up. During the headbanger video shoot. Hmm. If you look at it, they're 98% of it, they're not in the same screen. Mm-hmm. They're not in the same yeah, shot. Same shot, right. Not at all. So, yada, yada, yada. One day, them motherfuckers came back and then you guys to chill. I want to say 95, but it might not be 95. And I was I was driving. I had a Nissan Maxima. <laughs> and I was I put the, I put the tape in and I I almost cried. I was like, oh my God. Put it like this. For all of you listening, let's pretend your parents never fuck with each other. And one day, not even one day, you graduated from high school. Your parents never fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you said, listen, I'm graduating from high school. There's a big moment for me. And both of your parents showed up. And they were sitting next to each other. And you was walking up to get your diploma. And you looked to the right. And you saw them sitting next to each other, smiling. <laughs> That's what it was like when EPMD got back together. We was like, yo, fucking stop it. Because nobody was expecting it. Biggie died. Punk died. And next thing you know, it was my, my stay zone point. Like, then it, then it, then it. It's yep, the yep. joint. And we was like, stop it. Yeah, so, it's saying here you got to chill ninety seven. That's what it was. You got to chill ninety seven. They did the regular song, but added some shit onto it. It was mm-hmm. it wasn't ninety five. It was ninety seven. Listen, so just so you know, <laughs> hey, listen, I tell you, man, dropping science, man. That's what we're here for. We're here to drop so this this podcast. That's that's what happened, and it was incredible, no doubt. No doubt. I tell you what, man. Let's take a quick commercial break, and on the other side, man. We first we're gonna we're gonna hear from Red Man, and then yeah. when we get back from the Red Man commercial, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get E to tell us his, his 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 how he ranks the Red Man projects. We're also gonna find out where he lists Red Man as an MC, and then we're gonna get his certified top five hip hop albums from 1996. So because think, you guys care about that, <laughs> of course yeah. they do. Of course they do. All so right. sit tight. We'll be right yeah. back on the other side. How have your relationships with money, groupies, anything of that nature outside of music changed or stayed the same? Um, you know what? Good question again. <laughs> <laughs> School of um, play. Um, you know what? Like when you get older, all that get old. 
you know, um, like the groupies, they they get the groupies ain't the same no more. Groupies used to be fun in the nineties. <laughs> groupies are writing books and shit now. Yeah. And uh, these groupies are dangerous out here. You can't fuck with these groupies. No, uh, no. Groupies in my day was a little naive, yeah. a little a little bit lenient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, you know, they they were they were very very helpful. Yeah. In situations, and and hip hop. In the 90s was, we was crossing it over. Yeah. Like, we was the most pivotal era there is. Because in the 90s, we, we was crossing it over to Coke commercials, yeah. Burger King commercials. We made it an international language mm-hmm. uh, across the world for uh, other cultures to understand our culture. Mm-hmm. So we kind of uh, escalated the uh, the culture of hip-hop. And in, in that during that era, the groupies and, oh. you know, everybody was just so astounded about his... This new sound and shit, and yeah. they they was just loving you, and yeah. you know, and you know, you didn't have to do too much to to get a tit shown at you or yeah. an ass cheek, yeah, you know. But now you want a nipple shown, you might have to be in a book, yeah, or something like that. Welcome back. It's your boy Twelve Kyle in the building. Got my man Eclectic in here, and we're talking about Red Man. Muddy Waters, the 20-year anniversary, man. So we talked a little bit about the album. Talked a little bit about EPMD and how they all came together. All right, man. So I got to get your opinion on this. Um, rank for me the top three Redman projects in order. Like, where, where do you where do you rank these albums? This his best, his three best projects. Hmm. This is top. All right, just so you don't. All right, you don't even need to know. Here's the thing. Redman's top three projects, projects go in order. It's what the album, there's the dark side, and money won't. I mean, that's what it is. That's literally 100%, hands down, that's what it is. That's interesting. I, I did not think you would rank them like that. I they go in order. Listen, I figured they'd be the in your album, top three, but I didn't figure you'd rank them that, in that order. Listen, what the album came out, right? Mm hmm. And I knew this dude. 100%. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the 100% honest truth because, listen, um, just so you guys know, Kyle said, if you're going to come on the show, we can't be friends. So I said, okay. <laughs> no, we keep, right. it, we keep it real. He said, he's, he said he's keeping it real. And if you lie, you're off the show. So listen, I know this guy, 100%, every time he rolled a blunt, he played out of roll out of roll play. Now listen, it's funny. My man right here is laughing, but I'm telling you, 100. percent Every time, if I was sitting down, he wasn't. It would be like, and uh, oh, he about to he about to roll a blunt. And, and I crack up every time I hear that song, man, because, like, anybody knows, you know, like, I've never smoked weed before, and I have no desire to smoke weed. And 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 here's the thing, like, but that song is so funny, and I love that song so much. And it's like, that's one of the things that always appealed to me about Red Man. Like, he talked about smoke, and you could think, okay, well, here's a guy that spends a lot of time talking about smoke weed, and here's a guy that doesn't even smoke weed and never smoke weed, and, and finds so much pleasure in listening to the music, man. But I love that that's song, man. That's my joint. That's when you dope. Right. Here, here's the best thing that I can tell all of your listeners. 
Red Man would make how to how to roll a blunt, and you'd be like, "Yo, this shit is so dope." And he will make song on song on song about smoking. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, "Oh, if I was to smoke, that's what I would do." <laughs> right. Exactly. However, Snoop and the Chronic would make an entire being about smoking. And you be like, hmm. I mean, that's a classic album, but I don't want to smoke. I mean, that's stupid. But you'd be like, that's dumb. But if Redman, you'd be like, you know, if somebody passed me the shit, I'd be like, no, this ain't the worst thing. Right, 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 I mean, right. <laughs> he made it be like he made he made you be like, nigga, I'll roll it, but I won't smoke it. Like, like what he said to do, I could do that, but I'll roll it and be like, here y'all. But on the other hand, like the car, he'd be like, yeah, little ghetto boys in the ghetto streets. That's right, <laughs> stupid. So, so in my order, what the album? There's the Dark Side, Mighty Waters. I mean, what the album was so good because no one saw it coming. Mm-hmm. And you would listen to it like, he is dope. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't even be like, uh, I don't like that song. I don't like this song. you like, this dude. Who the hell is this dude? Right. And where did he come from? (laughs) Now, there's a dark side came out, and you're like, oh, this dude about to make another album. And you listen to him, you're like, oh, what is Mm -mm, Dr. Travis? What what is he talking about? What what happened to Red Man? And then you listen to it, like, oh, shit. That's like, it was like being Freddy Krueger's boy. Mm -hmm. And you were just rolling with him. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. So then you're like, okay, um, there's a dark side. That's what Redman's about. Because what is the what is the album the it was short. Right. It wasn't a lot of shit on it. There's a dark side was long. I mean it had skits and then Skits in, in the middle of skits, and you're like, all right, Dr. Travis, all right, cool. <laughs> and so then, when they was like, yo, Red Man's coming out with a new album, I'm like, I ain't bad. It's gonna be like, uh, there's Dark Side, you gonna. And you look, the first joint was my brother with K Solo, and you're like, mm, keep keep it on, K Solo, yo. And then you're like, um, this is nothing like. Right. There's another side. So you're like, oh, okay. And so then you would, then then he was like, I gotta have this album. And you would cop the album, and the album was way more expensive than the regular joint. It would, it, it seemed like his shit was at a premium <laughs> because it was. There was a dark side. I was like, say there was a dark side, and, and I'm I'm exaggerating. Everyone that's listening, there's a dark side. I was fifty cent, right? The new Red Man joint was a dollar fifty. You'd be like, yo, <laughs> what is yeah, what is going on here? <laughs> do I have to pay a dollar? 
also, please know this. Nobody had money at this time. No. Nobody had money. You was either in college broke, in high school really broke, really broke. <laughs> or grade school forget about it. Right. It was either one or the other. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you was post college when this joint dropped, then I mean I don't want to say you're too old to listen to this podcast, but <laughs> but damn it, man. Yeah, this yeah, you, is for you, you're in a different the, financial situation than us. Oh, bet this is for this is for the era. Let me tell you who the who the who the era this is for. This is for the people that would cop the joint, go home or to the to the to the dorm room or wherever you lived. Press play and unfold the entire record label track listing credits everything and just read Mm -hmm. because you were interested in it yeah why did I listen to the song so you're like do what you feel I never follow what sample is this let me see what sample this is and who produced this and and then who we giving shout outs to because in in the 80s and in the early 90s Whoever your favorite is, and it, it could be anybody, it could be Nas, it could be always all the way back to Rakim. Right. Whoever your favorite gave shout outs to and the the credits or the liner notes, that's who you fucked with. Mm-hmm. All day long. <laughs> if they said a uh, special shout out to Big Daddy Kane, he's like, I like Big Daddy Kane. If they say special shout out to Big Daddy Kane, you're like, fuck Big Daddy Kane. You didn't care about Big Daddy Kane. That's all it was. On EPMD's joint, they were like, I like to give a special shout out to Big Daddy Kane. You'd be like, okay, he's cool. Exactly. If he went to name, like, mm, I don't know about this dude. Yeah, it, it made it made them more solidified, and then that's how you just you really identify with the artist and, and to figure out who you like or maybe who you didn't like. Because if they did somebody, it's like you said, it, it was reversed. It was like, okay, you did somebody. I don't like it either. You're <laughs> right. I mean, and and the thing is, the thing is, and I only preface this, and I only say this, and I only bring it up because the people that's listening to this podcast. Are true hip hop fans. Mm-hmm. No question. When we would listen to The Bridge is Over or Mahogany or whatever it is, if we got the feeling that they didn't fuck with a certain rapper, MC, individual, crew, group, whatever, we was like, hmm. We're not dealing with them either. Exactly. But it, it never turned into violence. It was yeah. like, I'm just not going to buy their stuff. And if I know somebody that likes it, I'm going to automatically on top say it's whack. They're yeah, like, yeah. did you hear the new Rakim? Eh, I'm a Big Daddy King fan. Fuck Rakim. I mean, it, it would literally be, I'm not going to listen to it. It wouldn't be like, uh... I'm gonna fight you because you like this. <laughs> right. It would right. feel like I'm gonna shoot you because you don't like this, or how could right. you not get down? It'd be like, eh, I don't like it. And it, it was the, it was literally 100 percent the equivalent of no, you like Macho Man, I like Hulk Hogan. Right. That's it. That's no, it. no, I don't. Want, 
Well, that's what it is. Hulk Hogan won. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Well, Macho Man, that's my dude. That's my dude. Hey. Doesn't matter. Right, right. Don't matter. Don't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm a Macho Man guy. So tell me this. Tell me this. Uh, and, and I agree with you as far as the three projects. I just, mine, mine is, is I go Muddy Waters, then um, What the Album, then Dares and Dark Side. So, you know, we, we, we right there. We right there. We right okay, there. okay, okay. Um, all right, so as a lyricist, where do you rank Red Man? Do you rank him top five, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 50, top 100? Okay, now, there's two things going on right now. Okay. If you're asking personal favorite, and if you're asking... You know where he would be, where he should be in the populace. Okay. So I'm gonna give you both. Okay. Fair enough. And where personally, my personal favorite, if if someone said I got a new red man or I got an old red man, whatever it is, he's in my top ten. Okay. Hands down. Hands down. It's hard to get him out of my top five because he is legit. All right, you're a football fan. Mm-hmm. In the early 80s, 90s, the Buffalo Bills went to four Super Bowls in a row. No question. Arguably, one of the greatest teams in NFL history. They just didn't win the. They, they didn't win one get over the hump. <laughs> I mean, there was one hell of a hump. I mean, literally one game left. That is the equivalent of dating Holly Berry, then Neil Long, then Stacy Dash, and you never. They never. Blew you. <laughs> Everything else they did, but it was like, uh-uh, man, they never. You like, he's like, but I dated, but they was, they didn't, but what they, like, the deal. so, so, in uh, my opinion, Redman is one of the most consistent MCs in the history of him. And what I say, what I mean by that is. His albums could drop. And you know they're dope. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to listen to your. Now listen, I wasn't a big fan of my practice. But you know they're dope. You know he's gonna spit and you're like, ah, I don't like that track. Mm-hmm. Right, right. What he said was incredible. So here my top ten. Now if you put everything together, top 15, top 20. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ray Noble is in. Now, with all that being said, where do you have Um, I have Redman in my, because it, it's hard for me, it's hard for me to get in my top 10. Um, but I, I love him so much, man. And, and, and I, for you baseball fans out there, like Redman is, is a, is a, 300 hitter. He, he's he's the guy that, and what I mean by 300 hitter, like just so consistent, so 
so consistent. I was having a discussion with my man Matt earlier today, and we we got into the discussion. I was telling him about you know we were going to do this podcast, and I said, well, he's underrated. I was like, and and he he mentioned you know Big Boy from Outkast. And I was like, well, I don't really consider Big Boy as being underrated. I was like, because Big Boy has the success of you okay. Man? <laughs> You over there crashing this shit? That's funny. No, I'm fine. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think um, Big Boy is not in the. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't classify Big Boy as underrated. But I mean, Red Man is so underrated, and I think hip hop hip hop fans appreciate it. But I think there's still a huge segment of the population, huge segment of the hip hop population that just doesn't he, he doesn't get the props that I think he should deserve That's and cool. he's not he's not mentioned in in, in the, he's not mentioned in the same stratosphere when you talk about some of the greatest MCs of all time and I think he should be um, so he's in my top 20 if I had a top 15 I'd put him in top 15 um, but I, his, his level of consistency is unparalleled Especially mm-hmm. for somebody who has not had the commercial success that a lot of others have had, um, his consistency is like okay, like you could, like I could make a case for him being more consistent than Jay Z. He'll never be Jay Z as far as popularity. Right. If you, go, if you go pound for pound, song for song, album for album, as far as consistency, as far as lyricism, bro. Oh yeah, he come wins. On, come on, come on now. So. That's where I think people miss the boat on that man. And I think the cool part about it is he is that Red Man is okay with that. Like he, he, oh, he don't care. He don't care. Like he 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 knows that he has the, the love of the fans in the streets and the people that support the albums, no matter when they come out, how they come out, who he's with. I think he's okay with that, and he's still been able to make money, and he doesn't have to you know, work a regular nine to five. I think he's good. And he's good that he knows that he has that level. I mean, Redman's the guy that, you know, is, you know, a perennial all-star, but maybe not, you know, d- didn't make the, the whatever, the NFL Hall of Fame or something like that. But he got, the, a, he it, got the respect of dude, his opponents. It's the dude with the super strong, all, all-world, all-team, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, offensive line, and he's the running back. Right. Now, they gonna block for you to get through the first level of the defense. Everything you do after that, that's on you. Right. <laughs> and, and, and people are just like, oh man, well you know he had the yeah he, he had that offensive line. He's he's uh, Zeke. He's Zeke. He's um Demarco Murray about two years ago. It's like oh man, like no, he's dope. Like he's. DeMarco Murray is in uh, Tennessee getting busy. Like, no, it wasn't just the offensive line. <laughs> right, right, right. He's getting busy. Zeke is like, no, he might be the MVP. It's not just the offensive line. He's dope. But y'all just not, y'all just, okay, that's cool. <laughs> no doubt. No, I, I agree 100%, man. It, it's, and, and that's where I think Red Man is. And I think, like I said, I think the, the best part about it is, is that he's cool with where he is. And he's okay with it, and he's not upset one in the least bit. Um, all right, so one of the things we've been doing on the podcast, man, at the time of this recording, we've been talking about, we've been celebrating and talking about 
uh, you know, some of the albums that turned 20 years old from 1996. Um, and every guest that I've had here on the podcast, uh, especially those who know a little bit about hip hop, you do. Um, we've asked them to give us their certified. Now, I'm not going to give my certified because my certified top five from 1996 will come in a later podcast. So I got to hear your certified top five hip hop albums from 1996. And you don't, if you don't have them in a particular order, it doesn't matter. Just give us your certified top five. Here's the problem. The problem is we got we got two lists. Okay. We have the list in 1996, like living in 1996 when these joints dropped, what was dope? And then we got how did they hold up? Okay, okay, okay. So in 1996, when they when they dropped, immediately when they dropped, you got reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. Reasonable doubt was I was waiting on that joint. I was like, listen, I need reasonable doubt. I mean, politicians usual. Yes, the evils. Nah, I ain't like the evils. But <laughs> can I live? That's my joint. Can joint. I live? That's my joint. Favorite um, joint on the what's, album. What's the joint? Re- regrets. Regrets. Yes. Um, uh, feeling uh, it. You like feeling it. Feeling is my favorite Jay Z song. Um. So number. So that's incredible. Then you got Muddy Waters, of course. We already discussed this. Stakes is high. De La Soul. Yes, yes, yes. People okay, don't okay, understand, okay, okay. realize, or understand how dope De La Soul is. And they really don't understand how dope Stakes is high. Stakes is high, incredible. That's three. The fourth album, it was written. Okay. Okay, okay. And everybody was waiting for it was written. Once Illmatic dropped the day after Illmatic dropped, he was like, all right, what what how could you? What is the next thing? What could you possibly do? It was like Godfather and then Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. Now, you said five, so the fifth one, and this is gonna throw you for a loop. Oh shit. Ilnana. Wow. When Ilnana dropped, listen, low cam hardcore drop. And we was like, oh shit, okay. It's the Queen Bing. Ilnana. And I'm gonna say this to all of your listeners. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the microphone a little bit closer. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everybody. And I don't know if you can hear me a little bit closer. Mama. We got you. We got you. Ilnana is the most complete female hip-hop album solo in the history of hip-hop. Wow. Okay. In history. Solo album, most complete. It had everything. That album was so... It was light years beyond hardcore. 
and super duper fly and functified right here. Yeah. Lyrically, production wise, Def Jam was like, you know what? We going all out. They mm-hmm. had a meth song, a Jay-Z song. They had an LL sample. Everything. Love that album. So I'ma put that. Am I time for L not? Oh my god. Now standing the test of time. I still think I'm not on dead. Muddy Waters dead. Mm-hmm. Stakes is high dead. Mm-hmm. Reason- um, Reasonable doubt? Mm, here's the thing. <laughs> Cashmere thoughts. Coming of age. With the great Memphis bleak. That Jay-Z wrote. Wrote the entire song. G, I ride with you for free. <laughs> Jay-Z wrote it. All of that shit. I'm taking it out. Okay. Okay. So what what are you replacing it with? I'm taking I'm replacing it with Nocturnal. Oh. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Nocturnal. Yo, and let me tell you something. If you listen to the podcast. When we did the the review for uh, Illadelph Half Light, I had my, my boy BZ430 on here. Now, Nocturnal was in his top five. Incredible album. It went down like this. They told the whole Duck Down story in one song. This is the BCC in 90. Boy, listen. If you don't, if you're unfamiliar, if you're not, if you're unfamiliar, when I'm not sure anymore who's knocking at my door. If you're not if you're not familiar with the Parabellum Fly is, get please get go familiar. listen <laughs> to Nocturnal. Get familiar. Oh my God! Okay. Listen, I love Jay Z, but it just doesn't hold up the way that everything else does. Okay, okay. So you so now, so that one that one replaces. So okay, so. Of your five. Well, that replaces doubt. Okay. So you got written, muddy, stakes, nana, and nocturnal. Okay. Okay. Solid. Solid. That is that is right on the outside. Listen, can I live? And politics as usual is the two, in my opinion, my opinion, mm-hmm. the best Jay Z songs in the history of Jay Z's existence. Okay. But it wasn't enough. To take to hold off Nocturnal and Il Nana. Because Il Nana has one slight difference. The biggest difference. It's a woman. It's a female. And I don't care if we know maybe she didn't write the entire album. She did. <laughs> but it doesn't. You no, know, maybe she did. But the deliverable. Is incredible. Yeah, it's, that's a dope album. Yeah, so I mean, it's really, really, really dope. Album. You made it know who the wife was. She made Fox's bells off of off of LL. She had Kid Capri on the job. Listen. So, so anyway, my top five now: Muddy, Stakes, Nocturnal, Written, and Nana. Now. 
the important question is, what about you? Yeah, man. Well, I, I got my top five, and again, Come on, that, that, well, well, see, I can't. I, I got to do that's that's coming on a pot on a later podcast before oh. be, before twenty sixteen ends. There will be a a a nineteen ninety six. Uh, uh, and it, it's just gonna be my top five. Just gonna be that's gonna be the whole podcast, the certified top All five right. from me. All right, spoiler alert. Give me two. Give give everybody a reason to tune in. Give me two. I mean, I, I'll put it like this: There's a couple that you name that'll probably be on it be in my top five. Uh, uh, the brothers from De La Soul. I mean, okay. from the soul. Uh, and reasonable doubt. I mean, I, I think that's. I think. I think it goes without saying that. Those everybody are... listening. Everybody listening. Uh, reasonable doubt's number one album on Kyle's list. He, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, he, I, he I, thinks I, that reasonable doubt is better than Elmatic. No, no, no. Hell, and the purple hell, tape. Hell, hell, he thinks. He thinks Elmatic. I mean, he thinks reasonable doubt is the greatest hip hop song. I mean, <laughs> that's ever been dropped. He will pick. Uh, reasonable doubt over uh, his auntie that just made the right. slamming pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, there were no pumpkin pies. We don't eat no pumpkins in the Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> Yo, I tell you what, man. Kyle would pick uh, reasonable doubt uh, over Julio Jones as far as who would Matt. Matt, uh, uh, Maddie Ice. I do bro. love Reasonable Doubt. You would rather have Maddie Ice bro, the wish, over Julio Jones. That's, I, this is I was on Reasonable Doubt. I mean, like, instead of Memphis Bleak, I wish I was on the album. Um, but I digress. <laughs> All right, folks. Looking at my rollie, it's about that time, man. It's time for us to get up out of here, man. Gotta thank the homie Eclectic for coming through, man. Anytime he comes through, man, we have a good time. Make sure that you subscribe to his podcast, uh, the Eclectic Discussion Podcast, as well as the Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. Um, make sure that you follow him on Twitter at Eclectic with a K. Uh, make sure that you follow the Hip Hop uh, at Tweet Rhymes Life, and make sure that you follow the Phenomenon at One Gotta Go All on Twitter. Um, so that's gonna do it for me, man. But before we get out of here, man, Redman's gonna tell you a quick story about beef he had with hammer it's actually kind of funny uh that's gonna do it for me man i'm your host 12 kyle i'll catch you guys next time five g's yo even when i said about hammer yo i say listen to my first album when i did the skit and i was like you know what that goddamn mc hammer fuck him fuck his mama and the whole nine that nigga came up to me on mtv cribs on the last episode they had where everybody out on not MTV Cribs sorry about that I'm zone um on the last uh Dr. Dre and Ed Lover uh on MTV when they had the last episode yo, yo MTV raps yeah yo MTV raps when the last episode they shot when they had everybody rapping on it MC Hammer was there that nigga approached me he was like Red I'm gonna tell you something you young but I don't allow nobody talking about my mama you understand me I said yes sir <laughs> <laughs> because yo, we was already in Oakland with EPMD and we damn near had to bounce up out of there for that because they had niggas back here, back here, back here. We had to get the fuck out of here. They wasn't playing. We was almost boxed in and, and I'm at a young age too. I'm like, yo, this nigga is not playing. 
And he seen me at MTV Chris. He shook my hand. He was like, you're a youngin. I like what you do. But you just know I don't play nobody talking about my mama. And I was like, you right, my now. I, I was the cool. I wasn't no pussy. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, my nigga. You know what I mean? But I was like, yes, sir, MC Hammer. In other words, I got the message. I heard about you, and I seen your work and what the 357 and all them motherfuckers could do. I seen that shit. I, I'm good, my brother, because I got to come to the West Coast and get money. I like it out there. I like the Bay Area. So, yeah, fuck that. You right. I won't talk about your mom.